rest of the week. And I had a night off. So I come tonight. <laughs> Praise God. I am happy to be here with Brother and Sister Alexander. Amen. They're your pastor and first lady, but I tell you, they are some of my friends and some mighty good people. Praise God. Brother Spell, good to see you. I've been looking for you. I hope you've been getting my word. Where are you at? Amen. And I'm glad he's here. Brother Gotro, Steve Gotro. I, I tell you, with a man with that, that kind of a first name, you just, it, it's just got a ring to it, brother. I'm happy to be here. I tell you, when this revival closed down, you folks went to work. I am so pleased with the beauty of this building. And uh, you folks are working for the Lord. It looks so good. God bless you. My wife singing. I'll preach. Praise God. For years I have wondered and reveled in faith. The world gave me pleasure, but no real peace within. And then I repented. Now my sins are all gone. Instead of a burden, in my heart there's a Now, there's joy in my soul. Joy in my 
got teeth like a river and a song in my heart. Well, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank God. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I know, I know it's Tuesday night, but you know sometimes we have a Sunday night spirit on Tuesday night. And man, there's no telling what happens if we get in a Sunday night spirit around here tonight. <laughs> Glory! Hallelujah! It's going to be all right around here. Say praise the Lord. Amen. Open your Bible tonight. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Familiar chapter here to you Bible readers. And I would introduce it if you don't know it. Amen. Chapter 20. I will not read the whole chapter, but I wish it could. Oh my. Let me uh, start at verse number 12. Give you a little bit of an introduction here. Verse number one, let me read that first. And it came to pass, after this also, the children of Moab and of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Verse number three, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed the fact throughout all Judah. Verse number 12, he's praying, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Verse 14, then upon Jehaziel, let me go down to the last of that verse. Came the Spirit of the Lord. Jehaziel came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. He said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed, by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. <laughs> Be not afraid. Not dismayed. Whoop, by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours. Oh, we need to be reminded of that from time to time. But this is God's battle. Verse number 17, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand you see, still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Uh, with you, O Judah, Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Verse 20, they rose up early in the morning, went forth to the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Here, O Judah. The inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, 
so shall you be established. Believe his prophet, so shall you prosper. Now that is two things that we need to do. Believe in the Lord our God and be established. And believe his prophet and we shall prosper. I'm not going to read it all, but let me read just a little more. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers, singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness. And they, as they went out before the army and to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. That was their song. Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Second verse was praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. <laughs> and when they began, I just want to tell you it's time to begin around here. It says, when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against all of these bunch of ites and folks from out here. And uh, the deal was on. And they began to slay one another. And verse number 20 now, 29, And the fear of the Lord was on all the kingdoms of the countries where they had heard the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest. It was quiet, for God gave him rest. Round about, you may be seated. I read quite a bit to just refresh our minds. You know I've read this whole Bible several times, but sometimes I appreciate just a little current, fresh, refreshing. Verse number 12, For our, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do. Neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. I want to tell you what to do when you don't know what to do. He said, we don't know what to do. And I'm going to tell you what to do when you don't know what to do. I know in just about every congregation there's somebody that always knows what to do. I'm not talking to you, but to everybody else. You know, I met a few people in my life that knew it all. They're few, but they are ever with us. But most of us, we need to know what to do sometimes. Now, this was an unprovoked campaign against Israel and Judah. And Jerusalem, as far as I know, there was no provocation. There was no reason for this bunch of ites, the Moabites and the Ammonites and folks from Mount Seir to get together and uh, come against Jehoshaphat. But they did. You know life's like that. Sometimes you can be taking care of your business. 
You can be doing everything you know to do. And it seems like that bunch of Ike folks just get together and conspire and attack. Uh, by the way, let me tell you, the first words of this chapter says, It came to pass. That's why anything ever comes. It just comes to pass. Never comes to stay. I don't care what you think is here to stay. Everything is in flux. Everything is in transit. The old philosophers say you never saw the same river twice because it was always a different river. Because the world is always changing and you and I are changing. And the wise one tells us that there is not one atom in our body that was here ten years ago if you're ten years and older. Every cell and every atom in our body is replaced from seven to eight years. But we are the same, but we're ever changing. It comes to pass. The problems and the difficulties and the strain that we're in tonight has only come to pass. Can I get a witness here tonight? You have to understand that nothing is permanent in this life. We're just passing through. We are strangers. And we are pilgrims. And this world is not our home. Glory to God. After you live in this old casing and shell and house a while and it begins to wear out, you do want something better and something different and you start looking for a change. Oh, glory. i got to get on with my little message here tonight. Praise God. But uh, here is Jehoshaphat and he is completely overwhelmed. He is completely honest. He is completely transparent. He is absolutely struck with a fear. He looks from his vantage point. He sees no way out. He sees imminent defeat. He sees there is no hope. And there is no help aside from God. And I am coming and talking to my friends tonight. And you know, this pastor, I love this pastor, and I love his wife, and, and, and I come tonight to preach to you, and I thank you for the invitation, brother. I forgot to say that, but I am thankful for the invitation. But life presents some difficult situations. We get some time between the proverbial rock and hard place, and if you are not there, well, thank God for it. But tuck this somewhere way back in your heart because it won't be long. It won't be long till you will need it or somebody else will need it. That you know. And I want to help you tonight when all of these overwhelming odds of sicknesses or reverses in life or failures or financial embarrassments or bankruptcies or you name a thousand things, rejection or loneliness or sin or, or backslidings, you name whatever you want to name. But they're all represented by this overwhelming innumerable host that has come against Jehoshaphat 
and against the people of God. And the first thing he did is he said, we got to pray and we got to fast and we have got to find direction. And so he calls a national prayer and fast day or two days or three days or whatever. And uh, that does not seem to get the job done. They're all there and they're still there and problems are still there and sicknesses are still there and barrenness is still there and bankruptcy is still there and poverty is still there reverses is still there nothing's changed we're in the right direction i'm telling you what to do when you don't know what to do this man did not know what to do so he said we got to pray and fast and sometime you can't really even get where we're going from here. You've got to get to another place before you can even start. And he said before we can even get out there and we got to pray a little and fast a little and get a spiritual mind and working among us. Get our mind off prosperity and get our mind off working and get direction here and, and then he goes to church. I, I, I just want to tell you that when the going gets rough, the first thing that ought to be in your mind is that we have got to go to church. I shudder to think where I would be if I didn't have a church in my life. I know this will be basic and elementary tonight and, 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 and all of that, but I, I'm ready to get back to basics. I'm going to tell you it needs to be in every child's heart that if I can just get to church, this is my sanctuary, and I, if I can make it to the house of God, there are some things that I don't understand, but if I can get to church, it's there my connection with God. It's there where I hear the Word of God. And so they make their way to the court of the Lord, and they make their way to the house of God, and then they begin to pray, and everybody say pray. And this is so basic, but they went to church, and they started praying. When you don't know what to do. You know, I, I mentioned the other day, I, I mentioned to you, I believe, I asked this man of this, this great, one of the greatest churches I've ever been to in my life. I asked him the secret. You remember me telling you that? And I was hoping it would be something mystical and hard and just a few people and but he, he, he floored me with the answer. I said, why and what is the secret? And he comes back with this mundane uh, kind of, he said, it's worship and it's prayer and it's work. Uh, can I tell you the secret to living for God is that there's no secret to it. The secret to building a church is that there is no secret to it. It's just, it's just work. And living for God, there are no magic formulas and there are no magic cliches. It's just right down here where the rubber meets the road. It's just stumble and fall and get up and repent and go and come and repent. And that's what I'm preaching tonight. Just a little old basic, simple message. You know what I'm trying to tell this church? You're doing it right. You're doing it right. I am not impressed with men and women that don't pray. I don't care how big their churches are. 
I'm not impressed with churches, no matter how big they are, where they don't have preachers that preach to them. I'm not impressed with churches and finance and, and systems and buildings, no matter how big they are, when, when, they don't, when they don't do what this church right here is doing. I am going Wednesday night, not this Wednesday, not tomorrow night, but next Wednesday night. I am going into the jungles of the Los Angeles area. It is a secret mission. Los Angeles ought to be a nation all itself. It really should. It ought to be a whole nation. That's not even America. And uh, this church runs about 500 plus, and we're going to hit that thing Friday. Wednesday night, and I don't think they're ready for me. You know why? Because I'm going to take South Louisiana, South Texas preaching into that mod church. I, I went one time and spied out the land. And I said, uh-huh, I'm coming back. And they they ready they think they're ready. They run about five hundred. I'm not impressed with five hundred people. I'm not intimidated by their multitude and by their finance and by their great skill. And I may be back the next week, I don't know. <laughs> praise God. Say praise the Lord. Oh, I tell you, the pastor and his wife in this church makes me feel so at home around here. But when you don't know what to do, it needs to be an automatic thing that we've got to go to church. It's got to be an automatic thing. When I don't know what to do, there's no need for me to panic. There's no need for me to seek out counsel. Let me go to church. Oh, and I make my way to the house of God. And if I can just get to church, it's going to be all right, brother. It's going to be all right. Just to walk in these doors or just to walk in the house of God. Nobody don't even have to be there. It don't have to be church night. Just let me get to church. I don't know where or who or how it ever got in my heart, but I just got to get to church. Amen. And when he got to church, he, he decided to pray. Now, that's a good thing to do when you don't know what to do. Now, I'm going to tell you there's going to come a time in your life when you're not know, going to know what to do. There's going to come a time when that doctor shakes his head. And you're not going to know what to do. There's going to come a time when, when the boss says, you know, you're a good hand, but, but we've got to cut back. And you don't know what to do. There's going to come a time in life when you don't know what to do. When you really didn't mean to fall and make that mistake, but you did and you don't know what to do. And everything in outside of you is saying, there's no need to go to church. I'm going to tell you, the only answer to our difficulties is somebody get me to church. 
For I was glad when they said unto me, Let's go to the house of God. I don't know who they were in David's life. I don't know who they were. They were. But oh, thank God for people that run with folks that say, you know, you need to go to church. You know, I need to get in church tonight. You know, we need to go pray tonight. Oh, you need somebody to say, you know, I think a good church service would help us all here. Praise God. I was weary and tired last evening, and I got home, and I just felt like it would be good. I was in church all day at Melva yesterday. I got that's a long service on Labor Day. If I want Brother Majors to know that, I'll tell him. All right. All right, enough of that. But I got home last night. Thank God, I finally got home. And I sat down, I said, you know, we just need to pray around here. Brother, when you don't know what to do, you don't have to be at church. I went in, I said, you know, I think it'd be good for us to pray. We, we got out around that room and started praying. Not church night. You know, I hadn't been in church in, in the last two hours. And I've been in church every night. You know, I just felt like I wanted to pray. When you don't know what to do, somebody better know how to pray. You better know how to quote scripture in your prayer. You better know how to remind God of what he said. He said, God, remember your word to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. And remember what you told Solomon. You said if we had famine or if we had problems and we looked to this house that you were here and you would deliver. I promise you there will come a time in your life a breakdown of finance and a breakdown and nobody in the family has an answer. You call Brother Alexander and he he tries, but he don't have the answer. And nobody's got the answer. They wouldn't do you any good to call anybody. They don't have the answer. And when you don't know what to do, it's good for somebody to tell you what to do. You walk out of that ICU waiting room, and that, that nurse has come in and said, they're gone. You need to know what to do. I'm telling you, I, I don't want to get morbid or sad here tonight. I've got a, something better to say, but I never will forget. Uh, I have not lost family. And all my family had just left, and I was staying up there with my mother. And uh, she was in ICU. And here comes this nurse in like she's selling me coffee, ready? She said, uh, she's gone. And I said, what? what? She's gone. What? She's gone to the store. I said, what? She's gone. And it hit me so hard. Sometimes you need to know what to do. When you don't know what to do. Oh, I was so glad I knew what to do. I said I was so glad to know what to do. Come on that place. 
And with that spirit of prayer came a spirit of anointing. There was a man of God stood up and said, Hey, I don't know how he said it. I don't know if he said, Thus saith the Lord. I don't know what he said. If he said, Thus saith the Lord, or if he was, but he said, Hey, hey, this battle is not yours. Be not afraid. Don't be dismayed. Get a hold of yourself. It's going to be all right. They're not fighting against you, but they're fighting against me. Because this battle is not yours. This battle is the Lord's. I want Jennings to hear something tonight. This is not your battle, Jennings. This is the Lord's battle. This is not your church. It's the Lord's church. Somebody said, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. Get plugged in with the Lord. And there will be a fresh current word from the Lord. Karema, Rema, Rema. Logos is that established forever word of God that is settled in heaven and earth. But that rhema is God's word for a specific people, for a specific time, for a specific purpose. When the Lord told Simon Peter to come, walk on that water, that rhema, that come, was the rhema. That was the word of God. It'd be best you and I don't step out on that water because the Bible said come. That was for a specific purpose. And the rhema comes from the spirit and it comes from the logos and it never contradicts the logos. But what we need is a word from God. In this end time, thank God for the Logos. It is forever settled in heaven. And when you get a fresh current word from the Lord, it will always complement. It will always confirm the Logos. Come on now. And that day there was a word from the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord moved on Jehaziel, and he stood up and said, Fear not. Fear not. I got a word for you today. Fear not. Everything is in the hands of the Lord. Fear not. God's going to work it all out. Fear not. God has got the answer. When you don't know what to do, brother. When you're up against the I've been there more times than I want to talk about. Brother, I've been there so many times, and I didn't know what to do. And the devil had my funeral already planned out, brother Abraham. You know what I did? I made my way to the house of God. And I found me a place to pray. I didn't come to fellowship, and I didn't come to be in society. I came to see if God had a word for me. 
And I never will forget one night in my life. It was so dark, Elder, so dark. And a man come up to me, and I may have mentioned it, but he said, Brother McMullen, your storm is passing. It's passing. It's passing. That may not mean a whole lot, but I thought, you know, you mean the sun's going to shine again for me? You mean I'm going to smile again? It, it came to pass. That's why it came. The storm is passing. The darkness is <laughs> going. And there was a certain sound in the spirit. And people who had no hope, people who looked like forever would be destroyed. All of a sudden there came a voice that said, fear not. Fear not. I promise you here tonight, I am coming against the spirit of fear. A spirit of fear for the future. A spirit of fear for tomorrow. This is God's church. And this is his battle. And it's not mine. And it's not yours. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord said, I'm going to tend all that I bunch tomorrow. You're not going to have to fight. Just, just wait on me tomorrow. And so tomorrow the time came and the word of the Lord came and said, you know what I want you to do? They're going, you're going to meet them down there at the end of the brook. And I want you to go out there and first of all, they begin to worship. Everybody say worship. They begin to worship. Now, you don't have to be running to worship. Worship. And handstands and backflips. I'm going to tell you, I'd have to take aerobics and gymnastics and everything to do what some folks can do. I mean, I stand next to this guy, and, and he, I, I watched him. He did more things in two minutes than take. I, I don't know if that boy could move now. I hope it was worship. It, there was a banister there that tall, and so help me, he took that banister, and over it he went. And the deal was on. I mean, I don't know if he was breakdancing or what. That was before breakdancing ever started. I hadn't seen nobody breakdance, but I heard about it. I hope it was all worship. You don't have to do that to worship. You can worship sitting right where you are. In fact, the Bible said they bowed their head and they worshiped. They bowed their head and they worshiped. Praise God. They worshiped before the answer came. They worshiped before the healing came. They worshiped before deliverance came. You need to learn how to worship because this is God's battle. When you don't know what to do, Brother Gotro, somebody needs to tell us what to do when we don't know what to do. When we don't know what to do, we need to learn how to worship. Say, are we worshiping? You better believe we're worshiping right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? 
to do, but I got to worship here tonight. I don't have any answers, brother, but worship, 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 worship. I'm going to tell you young men and you young ladies, you listen to brother, learn how to worship. Put that hand in the air. Learn how to say thank you, Jesus. When you go somewhere and there's a bunch of young people that's worldly and don't know how to worship, don't you be intimidated by them. You lift your hands and say thank you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you, you can be just as intimidated. Peer pressure is a powerful thing. Whether you're six or sixty. I made up my mind that I don't care where I am and how dignified that bunch of preachers I'm with think they are. I've come to worship the Lord. I'm gonna put my I don't care what they do, I got my mind made up. I am a worshiper. I am a worshiper. what to do, brother. Brother Alexander, all my problems and my worlds just caved in. I don't know what to do. Let me tell you what to do when you don't know what to do. Just lift up your hands and say hallelujah anyhow. You know, I, I told you, let me tell you one more time. My preacher friend had two daughters and they had a terrible wreck and the doctor said, one of them may live, but the other one is gone for sure. I see you. He went down to the chapel and he said, God, I'm going to pray here today, but I just want you to know before I pray, whatever happens in this hospital today don't have a thing to do with me and you. I'm going to be worshiping you and loving you. I want my girls to live. Still in doubt that you're going to be my God when this is all over. about that in a little while, but before I do, I just want you to know that if you see fit to take my girls, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be all right. I'm going to be all right. There ain't nothing going to happen. I'm not going crazy. I'm, you're going to be my God, and I'm going to be your son. And when those doors open Sunday morning, I'm going to be right there. And I just want you to know before I ever start praying that I'm all right. And I'm going to be all right. Now, brother, that's not praise and that's not shouting, but to me, that's a type of worship. Now, 
I'm going to tell you when I get so low, I remember my friend that told me that. And you know what I tell the Lord? I tell the Lord, Lord, I just want you to know I'm going to be all right. I don't know which way this is going to go, but I just want you to know you're not going to have a problem with me. I'm not blaming you for anything. You've been good to me, God. And I just want you to know I'm going to make it by the grace of God. And if this don't go my way, and this don't go the way I think it ought to go, it's going to be all right. I'll be all right. Why don't we lift our hands and just tell him that right now? God, I'm going to be all right here. I just want you to know I'm going to be all right. No matter what or how or where. <laughs> We're going to be all right, God. We're not going anywhere. We're not going to backslide. We're not going to do something crazy. We're going to be all right. This is our life. We don't have anywhere to go. Oh, let's love him again, shall we? Oh, God. I'm going to be all right, Pastor. Just want you to know, God, that whatever happens, my family's going to be all right. Because you're our God. We don't have anywhere else. Amen. 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 You know, there's a time to praise the Lord. There's a time to worship. Brother, you can worship with a broken heart. You can worship with a collapsed world. You can worship God. In fact, many times I find when they worship, they bowed their head. Sometimes we mistake worship for praise. Praise is an offspring of worship. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And then then, then the, the man of God said, I tell you what we're going to do now. We're going to sing a while. You, when, you, when you don't know what to do, you need to learn how to worship. And then you need to learn how to praise and sing praises. See what this got to do with it? I'm telling you, the Bible said when they began to sing. When they began to sing. God said ambushment. Now the Hebrews say that he said angels there. And, and I don't know. But for the first time in the Holy Word of God, this thing happened. Here is a people that don't know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Oh, that's a good combination. I'm telling you, when you tell God, I don't know what to do. If I haven't been there, you will. You will be. You will be. That baby may, may be so sick, you'll be there. That mother, that wife, that husband, you'll be there. 
that doctor, that foreman, whoever says no, you'll be there. Amen. You know what Isaiah said? Isaiah said he gave us the spirit of praise, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. You know what God gave us to offset a spirit of heaviness? A garment of praise. Just like I put on that coat. 